Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. And I'm Mike. This is Dan. This is Jason. This week we're going to talk about character death character retirement and just abandoned characters i'm against it there's always a point in any character's career that it crosses your mind maybe i shouldn't play this character anymore you have to have a long-standing campaign to be able to do this because if you're just doing one-off games this really doesn't apply uh you may have a character you really liked in a one-off game like say at a convention or something like that but for the most part you're never going to play those characters again this is for long-term campaigns that you either don't play anymore wish that you did you know, characters that stand out in your mind that, man, I really wish we would go back to that someday and play that because I really like that character. That would be abandonment. Or retiring a character before they can die or before the story is over. Or character death. And that seems to happen more frequently. Well, I'd have to say that uh, not having played a whole lot myself, that I would be more interested in uh, the uh, when is a good time to end a character and like at what level. Right. And this is, of course, characters that aren't forced into retirement or just, hey, you can't play that guy because we've had plenty of cases where you know somebody was playing a broken character and we were like you know right. like uh deuce's famous one-nighter that we will never ever ever see again and that was uh he, he still needs to put that up on the website timothy longbottom timothy longbottom. Yes. Timothy longbottom yes that was like the worst case of that was the, character which one's which timothy one's? longbottom was the he was like a half giant he was or half yeah half giant half, it was half giant half gnome or some shit what? yes and and because in three point five you can do that it was it was a whole list of things that mike should have said no 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 fuck you he told me in advance he was gonna do that yeah it, it, and it had it not been for only one night you know i so that was a one shot no i got i'm just gonna get my one one example okay. out of the way right now <laughs> shadow run there was two ways of looking at this you got an artificial reason to retire and a story reason to retire right my artificial reason to retire was when i get to 100 career karma i'm gonna retire because it seemed like a milestone so i got to 100 and then for whatever reason i was like oh well, i gotta see this story thing through. So I didn't take the story retirement and I didn't take the harder, you know, the milestone retirement. You, Pushed you it you just kept it a little too, too you far. Got greedy. And then got killed. That's, yes. beca- that's because Eric knew you got greedy and Eric kept your ass. No, 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 everyone. Died. Everyone in that campaign died. You see, we all had a choice. I could have retired and played any other character, but I was like, well, I'm going to see the story through. So because <laughs> I played the story yeah. instead of the artificial milestone, then that character met the... Well, that was good role playing because mm-hmm. you, you didn't metagame it and say, I'm I'm going to stop at 100 karma, you know, sink or swim. You saw the story through. It didn't work out for your character. But if you would have retired your character at 100 karma, then that, I guess that's... Because I never had a character who got to 100 karma, and mm-hmm. I felt, that's a lot of plan, you yeah. see. The last time I can remember wanting to retire a character was uh, Flint the Grappler in our Return to Grassle, Castle Greyhawk campaign. Right. After the <laughs> right. first tower, this guy who started out from nothing was ridiculously wealthy. He didn't care about adventuring per se so it's, there, there was there was absolutely no reason to move on because he wasn't particularly loyal to the characters because we had a few come in and out 
So he was totally just fine yeah. hanging out in his bar, spending his the wealth for the rest of his years and drinking himself dead. I can't even on the top of my head think of any character I've ever retired. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. And it's because... Without being forcibly retired. Well, uh, if you're talking about our epic characters, right. um, th- those I would consider abandoned because mm-hmm. we are still willing to play them, but the campaign will never come back. Because Mike's a douchebag. <laughs> well, it's just... He, he has, <laughs> because epic That's is funny because I view that as forced retirement. Well, that... You, well, that <laughs> because Mike's a douchebag. Okay, so when the GM does it, it's forced retirement. For the character, it's abandonment. <laughs> well, no, it's, it, it's abandonment. In, in my opinion, it's abandonment because that campaign has been abandoned. Well, I have a character that was abandoned, and I'm still pissed off about it. Okay. This has been a few years ago. Never got him higher than 13th level. One of my all-time favorite characters got turned into a snake. It happens. Oh. And, we, and we never played those characters again. Now, that That's was, abandonment. Yes, that would that be It was total abandonment because it, we were right in the middle of a campaign and we just stopped playing. We never played yeah. them again. I didn't yeah. realize that there was gaming abandonment syndrome. Sure, absolutely. But apparently there is. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, as far as foreclosure for a story, that's a shitty way to end a story. That might Especially a character you love to play. Around time third edition came out, I think. I, I believe you're right, Mike. I think yeah, that I we think abandoned right. we abandoned everything that was going on with that particular campaign when third edition came out because we decided to start over again, and that unfortunately left that character in limbo because we never revisited to say what happened. My theory of character uh, retirement, abandonment, whatnot, is that to be true to the story, you have to have compelling reason to keep your character going. I personally never want to give up on a story. That's why my characters have never retired. But there are some people who believe that, like you, Dan, your guy had no motivation to continue. And that was because he had no story motivation to continue. Right. So, it, and, and that was mostly because we were running a book adventure. And it, yeah. yeah. It, well, and in his mind, because of how, how I started out and how I played him, he had attained more wealth than, you know, his entire lineage combined. And all it made, he... It all made he, no more sense for him to risk his life. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was, yeah, he was just a street brawler. See, one, that group right? wasn't doing anything like save the world type stuff. So, he right. didn't I, I don't know that that would have mattered much to him unless at some point in time through the story he got invested in it somehow. So that was my point is story and character development determines whether or not it's a good time to retire a character based on story. I always like the idea kind of going along with that. And and we alluded to it in a previous podcast, my Tyler Durden guy with multiple personalities I didn't know. I, I left for school, so as he was doused in oil, I just jumped in the pier and swam off. I always liked the idea of uh, leaving a character like that to come back as an NPC later on. Just completely You hate NPCs. Work. No, I yeah. hate NPCs in the group, not, <laughs> not in <laughs> the well, you story. Like as a bad guy. Sure, or, or just like a guy that, that you yeah. meet in a bar. Hey, I remember that guy. Well, you see, now that's something we we uh, used to do a lot in our long-running campaigns was other people's characters or characters that didn't play anymore became NPCs. You know, we did a lot of name-dropping or cameo walk-on type stuff, uh, like in Shadowrun. Uh, your army friend's character, the Beast, right. would that's regularly show up and things yeah. like that. You know, that's a character that, I don't know if you would call him abandoned because you didn't get to play with him anymore or whatever, but he was still active in the overall story. Overall story. I, I kept... What I did was I, um, as the additions of Shadowrun changed, I used characters that we had used previously and incorporated them as NPCs into the next generation. It ties the timeline together. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that made that Shadowrun campaign, and it was a long-running campaign, it tied them all together. It, It ran between various groups and things like that, and I think that's one of the things that 
people found appealing because it felt like if you did this here, then when we if we pick it up again, that still happened, and you can you know like oh yeah you know remember the time that Hazard yes. turned himself into an uh, an artificial intelligence. So you know. So what what are our categories again? We got re- forced retirement or retirement? Or just retirement in general. Character death. Character and, death and, and abandonment. And abandonment. How about kidnapping? Is that an option? Ki- a, ki- a kidnapped yeah, cause, character. Because you kidnapped one of my characters. Never heard. Never. Heard never to be heard from again. Never heard from. Again. That is great. Wow. Uh, you're gonna remember doing that. Cowboy. Oh. No, I, I believe he's dead. Yeah, he died. That's not what you told me at the time. Well, he just wanted to. There was let you lots down of softly. lots of hints that I was going to get to play him again, or <laughs> it was going to come back later. I mean, all I remember is I got stabbed in the chest, and I knew it was a lot of damage. Yeah. And you just said, "Give me your character." Took the character sheet away. The character was pulled into a van, and that's all we ever saw from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kidnapping. legendary cowboy. That's kidnapping. Uh, or yes, or just leading you on. And he right. it was, he a, was, that, was a, that was a good character. Brian hated him. Well, yeah, I, I think that uh, Brian didn't like him because... Because he dressed like a cowboy. You know what's funny is... Uh, uh, what, what's the comic book? Oh, uh, Nin- Cowboy Ninja Viking. Cowboy Ninja Viking. totally cowboy. It is, yes. it is cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's what Jason had in his mind, and I can understand it well, being cool. This was a long time ago. So All I know is Eric came to me and said, just make a guy to fucking kill cowboy. And I was like, <laughs> okay, here you go. That's right. It was fucking Dan. Yeah, Dan Uh-oh. came up with that character. Moving yeah, right along. Great. Why'd you want to kill my guy? I don't remember even remember why brian paid you to do it uh, i think it was yeah it was probably because of brian complaining i actually i think i know exactly why it was was because of the tantrum you threw when you thought he died in the vr adventure i think that kind of cheesed me off that was a long time ago jason oh i'm leaving <laughs> screw Fuck you guys, Fuck you guys. I quit. so yes now we could talk about character death and that was one of them uh, the perceived death and the reaction that people get when their characters die and that i think the older you get the more mature you are about that things theoretically um it depends on how attached you are to the character that's true too and Very true. how you want that character to go out it also depends on the game that you're playing because in D, if your character dies there's a good chance he's coming back you can just get him resurrected but in, in a game like like Shadowrun or Aces and Eights or God knows what you know you could play you know, which, which might explain why I was pissed off that I thought my character was dead in the VR adventure and I don't seem to recall being the only one that was upset I don't remember I do okay and I wasn't the only one that was upset I'm okay <laughs> I don't remember carrying either way but I don't get yes I'm to still characters. pissed off about this yes I am it is obvious. So, <laughs> not that pissed off. Okay. I wouldn't think. So. Getting back to uh, character abandonment, I was curious. I have a hypothetical situation. Okay, our superhero campaign, right? Which doesn't normally regularly deal with death. We ran it very comic booky, lighthearted. We finished a very long campaign story arc, whatever you want to call it. All right. So hypothetically, if we never play that campaign again, is it abandoned or is it finished? It I think, felt pretty finished. Yeah. If there's a if there is a finishing point, then I think it would be yes. Yeah, it was finished. We did a it was a hero high, meeting some masterminds, and we reached graduation. Okay. But I mean, well, this is interesting, and I only now thought of it talking about outs for a character. There was a time late in the quote unquote junior year of that campaign where I came to Mike I'm like you know I kind of think my character needs to go out in a in a bang mm-hmm. you know like like a self-sacrifice kind of thing it, that it never got worked in mm. there was I actually you could have done it in the final adventure, but it never got around no, to it. I'm straining my brain. I'm trying to think of any uh, examples in our Star Wars gaming. 
that would apply. Have we had any characters just flat out retire? Retire? Not uh, really. I don't. I don't think no. we've ever played no. any long enough to do that. At I'd least, say at least not in the last twenty years. I mean, back in high school. Maybe. So would you say most of those are abandoned because we haven't yes, been able to yes. get back? We to them? we yes. most recently abandoned a Star Wars campaign. You left it uh, on a cliffhanger. Yes, the last time we played. Yes, and I and what Mark gets on me. <laughs> Shit, I don't remember. Uh, it was uh, there's that reoccurring theme again. Uh, the gist of the campaign. It was set during. Uh, uh, it was thirty years it was before episode, episode it was, one. It was, it was it was like twenty five to thirty years before episode one, and you were dealing with this Sith Lord who was who had locked himself away in almost like this pocket dimension, and he was trying to gain control of uh, some assets because he knew that the Emperor was going going to take over. And that he was, there could only be, you know, two Sith and he was trying to pocket himself away for this length of time. And he was going, he was going to use his agents and put them into uh, these stasis chambers and the whole thing happened. You guys ended up going into the ch- the stasis chambers, and then when they opened up, it was during the Great Purge. And yeah, I don't remember that at all. You sure I was here? This was one of your deniers. <laughs> yes, it was a denier. Obviously, it was a denier. I was playing Star Wars. Oh, right. <laughs> that doesn't right. help, Dan. I'm trying to remember what characters. Every, I know uh, Mark was playing a, a Jedi. Of course. I don't remember what everybody else was playing. I was a droid. Oh, that's right. Tubuku. No, no, no. <laughs> No. no, that that was my Jawa. Ubu was my Jawa. U- Tubuku. No, no, no that, was, that was a droid. Brian. No, this I was, was a. I was of the, the campaign. <laughs> Deuce was playing the rock star yes. with the uh, stun baton that was way better than Mark's lightsaber. Yes, because he because yes because he power gamed a fucking rock star. Uh, yeah. I was an imperial noble. Yes, that's right. My uh, battle droid's name was NC-17. Yes. Oh, that's right, NC-17. The greatest droid ever. Weren't, weren't you wearing Sith armor at one point? <laughs> yeah, toward the end, I put it on. And that really cheesed Markov, I remember that. Well, not to mention the fact that uh, when we jump forward in time, you know, all these stormtroopers, hey, what, what's that guy doing in Vader's armor? <laughs> it's like, shit. And and then cre- roll credits. No, 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 no. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah. My so. work here is done. I have another mm-hmm. example of... Uh, character uh i don't know if this would be death or forced retirement maybe all the above the brewster campaign the brewster campaign was a 3.5 D D campaign evil evil campaign yes or loose moral whatever you want to call it, it was very loose morals yes these were characters that deserved to die oh yes i would agree with that and the campaign really only went up to about ninth level i think i think that's about as far as it could go yeah and i think it was technically a you could call it abandoned characters but i always joked and inferred that when we were playing other campaigns in the same timeline that in the future because our other campaign was ahead of the brewsters Mm -hmm. i always joked that no the brewsters are dead in the future (laughs) but we never actually played out how they died right well we were in the the funny thing about that campaign was that i'm surprised that we didn't kill each other because there it would always yes. the the campaign revolved around these group of people who their mainstay of uh entertainment was bar hopping in the city of greyhawk and i mean it was it was to the point of ridiculousness how much we would go to these different uh these different bars and do these different things and we would it would always degenerate into a fist fight amongst the group okay well this brings up <laughs> something interesting you're talking about character death right what sometimes Characters within a party kind of need to or should kill each other. Uh, yes, that, that is. It's a yeah. hard thing to do. It's a really hard yeah. thing to do. But if you're playing a group of good guys who are relatively intelligent, right. there is no such character as Baz Shalhoun. No, he would have been killed. Well, I, I think Baz Shalhoun 
actually helped turn that party from being semi good towards doing granted dastardly but here, here was always the big rub greg was always playing a lawful good he should, all, yeah. Oh, yeah. always yeah yes it was bookends that's for sure yeah and i always explained it off as she was always trying to reform me mm. she was trying to change you me. can't reform a lich is it kind of no. like uh dragonlance you think sort of but see the thing about the thing about it was German? i didn't turn boz into a lich till after he had reached 20th level oh yeah and I came up with an epic level illusion to make myself look human, and that it was specifically geared towards Greg's character. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you. I mean, you can rationalize in character right. all of this stuff, right. but well, people could have saw the way things were going. You know, like I was joking with Mike uh, after reading one of his posts about our current uh, Sea Princess campaign. Right. I'm like, you know, if Araxo keeps being yellow. That isn't going to fly on my ship. I would either have to keel haul him or run him through. The funny thing about that is <laughs> the... Uh, I'll volunteer for that, Joe. The funny thing, I was actually thinking about that, too. We never really do have, like, character versus character, or player versus player. You know what I'm talking about. Right, but, I mean, there's here's a perfect opportunity for well, it. Well, and I, I was thinking about the natural progression of this campaign and how it probably will degenerate into that. Because <laughs> you're trying to run drugs on a ship. Not only that... <laughs> Not only that. I'm just waiting for him to try to sell me at the next port. Not only that, (laughs) but in my backstory, I've developed this guy's entire personality in my mind. He does not do well with people taking things from him. And he completely feels justified and perceives that the captaincy is his once the captain's out of the way. That ain't going to fly. And so if if Vic, Vic, if Vic becomes the captain over him, then he will plot and scheme to fucking knife you in the back until he gets what he wants. See, and uh, I'm going to go on a side tangent here. This is why really? pirates are better than ninjas, because you can't knife a pirate in the back, because they're always on guard for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, I because I based, this character that I'm playing right now is based on Black Adder. <laughs> nice. So. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, I'm, just purely on a generalized uh, standpoint, the pirate campaign I think might actually work for what Dan's talking about because it's easy to jump back on. You know, you got a crew full of guys. You got a new port. Oh, I knifed your guy. You know, another. You know, the other player's guy. He's right. dead. Make a new guy part of the crew. You're right back in the game. Right. It's not like a a quest where if you're dead, then oh crap, we gotta pause the campaign. Right. Come up with either a new bring guy. your character back to life or right. bring in someone else who's going to you know uh, or, or fit or be like Greg and have a file full of characters <laughs> ready. Yeah. You know, I, I think just, that's what I was just, about Shadowrun. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just don't necessarily think that all characters in a party always get along. They shouldn't. I, I agree. That and that's kind of why I like calling your. King coward out at every possible <laughs> well, opportunity. I, I think, think that's your bag, though, Dan. I, th- yeah. I think you enjoy not getting along with other people at the table. No? Yeah. I th- I've I never had a character not get along with no, no, other that's, players. That's wrong. That's not That's not true. I Name one. I don't the, know. When we did the Castle Greyhawk thing, that was... Who didn't I like? Just about everyone. Flint? Pretty Flint much. loved everybody. He no, was always no. drunk. I don't think so. <laughs> that's not the way I remember it. Speaking of Flint and your motivation to retire him early, uh, I don't think there should be 
Well, I guess there could be, but they're uh, playing the pirate campaign, Sea Prince's campaign. The whole motivation is just to go places, you know. Keep sailing. Keep sailing. You know, that's the, you know, the sailor's life, whatever. I mean, you could say, oh, once I get, you know, 10,000 gold pieces, I'm going to retire, you know, get a house on a tropical island or something. But, uh, right. I think we don't have a direction no. as of yet, you know, no co- overall quest. It's not an adventure path. So you could theoretically play a character without retirement ever in mind. So, uh, a point I was going to make is that something that you said, you know, it depends on how personally invested you are in the character determines your reaction to that character's death. I think that's true in a, in a sense. But if you, ha- let's say your character, my character, we're not, we don't necessarily get along right now. There's a potential of really becoming bitter rivals in this it, game. It could go either way the thing is i know that you and i are cool with something like that yeah it'd be fun if some you know someone (laughs) else had a character who was more okay let's say let's say mark mark doesn't like his guy that's goes without saying that's very obvious this is the perfect opportunity he he dislikes his guy completely disproportionately to how much we all love him right (laughs) but let's say that he may instead of doing having the character he has let's say let's say pickles dies and he makes he rolls up a guy who's fucking awesome and his character and jason's character don't get along and they come to blows and one of those guys loses their character because of it uh no we lose a we lose a gamer Right, because, because, of it, pe- more because than it's taken way no. too... Things get taken way, way too personally when it comes to a character that you've invested a lot of time in. I know that uh, back in the day when we, when, uh, we had the old characters in D&D, Jason, your character and our friend Brian's character were rivals, but you never came to blows. No, and, and I, don't, I don't really think it was... I think, I think that was It was something, a friendly rival. Well, that was something that Brian did more than I did. That was, that was more Brian's perception than anything else. My character, or me for that matter, I never... My character never... Never felt any need to be jealous or to to dislike Mortellan. Right, Valcon. Those characters never went at each other. No, well, not so much. Valcon loved Mortellan. Valcon loved his companions. Mm-hmm. He, he Valcon would have gone to the end of the earth, the end of the earth for those guys. Okay, but my perception of Brian was Brian hated my character. He hated that he was an intelligent barbarian. That drove him right up the freaking wall. He was jealous of anything that my character ever did. And Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. I know that he was scheming and he was doing things behind my back. Well, hell, he plotted. He helped. He, he threw me out of the tower that we mutually built together. <laughs> but they you never got, tried to you kill you. You got that all wrong. No, no, I didn't have that all wrong. <laughs> I'm, and I'm pretty sure they hired people to kill me. Oh, no. <laughs> or kill Still me. nowhere Too approaches the, our epic campaign backstabbing. I mean, that was even worse than our evil campaign. I yeah. mean, there was a... yeah. That, I thought that was the evil campaign. No, well, no, no. <laughs> they did some evil shit, but they did a lot of good stuff, too. The epic characters. And, and my character was true neutral. No, my character was lawful neutral. My character was loyal to Boz, and my character would do whatever. So you were evil by association. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't necessarily do evil things. I was just kind of like his bodyguard. Not that he needed one. That's what he told me. And, and the only reason I kept him close was because my phylactery was in the pommel of his sword. Yeah, that too. So. Douchebag. So anyway, uh, oh, I was going to talk about character death a little bit. I have, okay. And I have two examples. Uh, one that doesn't really bother me so much. I mean, I look back on it, I think it's kind of funny because it's the only time Mike ever did a TPK. We were playing in Blackmoor, oh. Land of Black Ice. I was playing a Cavalier, coincidentally mm-hmm. enough, named Vincent Le Cavalier. Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, Return of the Eight. So yeah. I was playing a Cavalier named after a hockey player. So, and one by one, everybody in the group got picked off. And it wasn't until I'm the last guy standing that I realized Mike's doing this on purpose. And this is my guy's last hurrah. And, you know, the guy stands there, he gets killed. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, just, just kind of shrugged and oh well. Me and Jay, or me and uh, Brian told Mike, Mike, you just need to kill this whole fucking group. Really? Yeah. 
Because you've never done it, you just need to do it. But what was the reason? I don't. I, mean, re- I don't even remember. I do you need a reason for something like that? Gr- half the group was killed. Like Matt sacrificed himself. Okay. I had killed in the final battle. I had killed a couple characters, and uh, I think the the people who were dead then passed me a note or something and said, "You know, we're going down. Everyone's going down." Well, again, I, I did. That didn't really bother me. I wasn't that emotionally invested in the character, so yeah. it wasn't that big a deal. I, mean, yeah. I remember at the time going, "Oh well, fuck it. Everybody else is dead. I guess right. we're going to do something else now." I think it made a big difference too because everybody was dead. But now, the other example of character death that you and Mike and I used, and I, I mean, I guess you could call this retirement slash death, was yeah. the arranged death of Valcon Dane. And <laughs> that was, you know, I, he was getting old. He was 50 plus years old. I didn't want him to die, air quotes, the straw death uh-huh. of an old man. You know, he was a warrior and he needed right. to go out fighting. And I told you, I said, I, 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 want, him sword to, in your hand. I want him to yeah. die, but yeah. I want him to die yeah. going out in a blaze of glory. And that's what we so did. So you went and picked on the biggest dragon you could find. I found the biggest, meanest freaking dragon. And dropped a mountain on you. And the dragon. Dragon's dead, too. But that wouldn't yes. have happened if you wouldn't have agreed to it. Probably yeah. not, no. But I, I think if, if if it had happened, if Mike had completely surprised me with it, and it had been a total... Because as I recall, didn't Valkon get his head cut off by a vorpal sword at one point? Valkon died more than once. There, there was more than one occasion. So it wasn't until that was, you were That was early in his career, yeah. That it, it was okay. And, that, well, and I guess no, that's... But you know what? It, I remember at the time telling uh, when it happened, because it was, it was a surprise that it wasn't... Obviously, you know, that wasn't planned. It was just a lucky roll and get his right. head cut off. And I remember sitting back and setting my character down and, you know, and I was pissed off naturally. It's one of my favorite characters. And I and I told Brian, I remember the time because I, I the look on Brian's face was priceless. He was conflicted. <laughs> on the one hand, he wanted to be happy that this rival of his character was gone or supposed rival mm-hmm. of his character was gone. But on the other hand. He felt bad for his friend Jason, who just lost his favorite character. So he's kind of like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm dead. I can't really tell you, can I? So he, Brian, you know, stand-up guy that he was, did what he could, grabbed my character, and got out of there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not besmirching you for making the decision to have your character killed because that, I think, is a good way to stop playing a character. You know, you could say he retired, but then you always have that urge to bring him back. Mm. And I, did, and I did. And, uh, that's right, you did. You brought you fought, you did you did uh, Valcon and Valhalla. Yeah, you totally like, invalidated the point. Right. I was about to try exactly. to make. You know. <laughs> and, and that so. was really lame, and it was really cheesy, and we did it. it didn't work. And we did it like one session. Then he got and abandoned. And I never did it again because it felt wrong, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. because it, that character's death was a stamp on your gaming career. Yeah, and you and once you once you reach that point to try and rehash it, we even tried rehashing those characters from scratch, and that didn't work for just the one time. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean we've had we've rehashed characters before. I've used I've rehashed characters plenty of times. See, I'd rather have a character retire than die. I don't like. I think having a character get killed might make good story sense, but I I play more probably Shadowrun than any other game. That's what I, I'm always thinking about. But I always think that the point of that game is you're you're trying to uh, have a career, you know, build up money to then retire. Right. I think retiring is the it's like the what end is your end goal, goal in yeah. Shadowrun. But, right. but at the end of retirement is death. So skip all that shit and just get but it over with. dying on a run means you're a failed Shadowrunner. And that's right. true. But, well, yeah, that's different games, though. Right. Yeah. That, that's the difference between yeah. games. I, I'm, a, I'm very happy that my character Ratchet was the only survivor of that group. Yeah, I would consider him retired. Right. In Shadowrun, also a lot of things when you would consider your character retired is when they quit the Shadowrun 
Right. Uh, and I've had characters field, do that too. And yeah. start a different you know business. Then they become NPCs right. or whatever. Right. That's a, a good way to uh, end a character. It's which you could do with char- you know in other games, you know, like D and D. Oh, you become the king of a country, then you create adventure. Which I guess is what happened with Cray in a roundabout sort of way. So I was trying to think of what, what why did we quit playing those guys? Uh, you, because we, we end, got we, that town. We yeah. got yeah, we got to the end of the of the Age of Worms adventure path and we were all twentieth level and that was the end of it. Right. There was no reason to keep playing. Right. So yes, um, Kalidor has been abandoned by frenzied berserker. Bummer. <laughs> and, now, and, turn him into an NPC, Mike. I want him wandering the earth. Sure. The funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, the way I made Cray, I made Cray so that I could play him again. Okay, remember? Oh, amnesia. Amnesia. He was an old man when he was playing. And he had forgotten yep. his previous life, and he was first level again. So that, Someday, I'm going to bring that one back. A lot of times, character death is premature. I, I know that uh, it's been brought up before. It's why we don't come up with interesting backstories for our characters, especially for games that I run, because people believe that I'm just going to kill them anyway. Usually, character deaths in my games is just luck of the dice, and that, the randomness of how that happens. Oh, don't shake your head. <laughs> Because aside from a not, few specific examples, not when you're gunning for somebody. <laughs> this is well the way I run. Well, that's true. Well, the, the way that I run a game, the way that I run a game is I try to think in the mind of the monsters or whatever. This guy just hit me in the face really hard. Am I going to fight this guy or do I know that this guy's going to hurt me some more? Am I going to hit a smaller guy? Use tactics, things like that. I try and think that way. To make it a little bit more real. If you're running a game and you know, the bad guys act mindless, then that's really, you're not really, you might as well play a video game. Well, and, and not to beat a dead horse, but getting back to, you know, you said you were upset with the way I reacted when I thought that Cowboy had died. Okay. I, I think if you're, if you don't care if your character dies, then what's the point? No, I know. Shouldn't you care, care about your character? Well, Shouldn't sure, you care sure. about staying in the campaign? That, that, and you're also talking about how long ago. I, I think that as a game master, I've grown to be more interested. Yeah, in literally, that was almost that was over 10 years ago yeah well, it's gotta yeah. be way more than that it's yeah. close to 50 yeah I mean, well it was yeah. if yeah, i was playing it's way more than that yeah. yeah it was before i went to college okay yeah. it's one thing to come up with a backstory for a character early on it's another thing to know what ahead of time what your ultimate goal is to end your character right i don't really think i normally think about that for a character have a have an end game perspective of what right. you want wanted to achieve right. i know that mark had a character that he retired way early and i struck me as always weird that he had this it was a D character that he retired to run an inn that his at the time you know the character's girlfriend who eventually became his character's wife inherited and i it wasn't until recently that i talked to him and i was like why i don't really understand why you never wanted to continue and he said in my in my mind why would he leave he, he has everything he needs so I, I i could see that perspective of it i've never made a character who had such simple aspirations i find it commendable that you want to because um, at the time I, I just thought well he just he likes his character he doesn't want his character to die and that's right. what it was because some people and, and mark's one of them who reacts poorly to their characters dying so it, it, when you realize you have that hang up finding a, a point for your character to, re- to retire is a good way to reduce your own stress level and keep a character fresh in your mind if you have a cool character and he ends up getting a lucky shot against him and dies i've had i had that happen with the professor i had a good character concept and it was a lucky shot and it killed him or just a luck of the draw that character that that was always like a a sore spot for me because i was like that was a really good character idea but we didn't have the money characters (laughs) didn't have the money to get him resurrected that was very early though it's a concept you could pick up again someday i know but i I also don't want to do the same thing over again 
That's why I never made not, another Doctor in Shadowrun. But not, but not, <laughs> not if you did it and didn't do it the first time. If you didn't, I mean, how long did you play the Professor? How many levels? Oh, what four or five? Yeah, right. but in but in Eric's mind, you know, it's been done. Yeah, yeah, it's it, been done. I, I may rehash it later on, but it's not something that I'm really interested in doing right now. Nah, I think when you find your groove, you should stick with it. I've no, I've always, I'm, I, I disagree. I I'm always, just messing with Dan. I'm just I messing know, with Dan. One of the reasons why I don't get too upset about character death in my own characters is because I've always got another character idea in my head. See, that's, that's my thing. Halfway through the Mutants and Masterminds campaign, I had three other guys that I, I, I would have enjoyed playing. Yeah, and, and it gets to the point where it's like, well, if my character dies, I don't mind because I've got this other really cool idea. And it depends on how, how frequently you game. For instance, the Mutants and Masterminds game, I had the idea of the, the Kung Fu fighter. Rang I, dang do. Right. I, was, I seriously considered dropping the character I was playing to play that character because I really wanted to do it. In retrospect, I'm glad I didn't. So if you always have another character you're thinking of, why aren't you uh, retiring characters earlier? What keeps you going? It's a good question. Is is forced retirement... Is there also a forced like you, know, you, you stay in your career? You, you take it too long. Well, you, so it's do, uh, they keep do, pulling me back. Yes, it's kind of hard. Other players keep you playing that character. Yeah, it, like in in a D anD D campaign, I think it's harder to introduce a character. Yes. you know, you you generally you just come up together. That's what you do. Well, and without it being hokey, right? Twenty five years ago, it was we're going to play D anD D tonight. What character are you going to play, Eric? Yeah. I'm going to play this guy. And okay, well, I'll bring this guy. Yeah. No, no, I changed my mind. I want to bring yeah, this guy. It used instead. to be I had a stack of characters right. that I had made. You know, right. now I just have a stack of character concepts in my in my head. And to answer your question, Mike, I think that there's a couple of of different reasons why I don't retire characters. Part of it is hubris because I don't want to admit that my character, you know, admit failure. I think that my characters are way too cool to just abandon. And the other reason I think is that, and th- this is a product of three point five, is because I got into the habit of plotting a character's career. Mm from first to 20th mm-hmm. level because you could do that I mean you could do that with any game you know any game but in 3.5 it was like at second level I need to take this feat yeah because it's build driven yes and so I would come up with these builds for my characters and this is what I this is the end game I want to get to you know I'm not going to retire a character at 10th level when I know that I've got these 10 levels already mapped out so right. once I realized that I was falling into that rut I stopped like with the current campaign I, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm going to do well, from, plus, from Level to level. And I think also doing it the way we're doing it with four books, yeah. I should say, the core yeah. three plus. Yeah, there's not the temptation to go yeah, through. You don't have books. as much to work with. Yeah, right. that's very true. Yeah, so it, it, in that in limiting the amount of source material, it freed me from that crutch of I have to plot my character out. You know, yeah. so I mean, it is a failure of the honestly D and D in general because they they really like prerequisites. Yeah. If you take away prerequisites, then you don't have that push. Um, other games, I don't. I think that we play them so infrequently that retirement never really comes into play enough. So. Right. I was uh, thinking about the Eberron campaign. I was just. Gonna it was a that. semi-long campaign. I can't remember what level we got up to. It was about mid-level, and it was abandoned. I guess you could say because oh, yeah. we haven't played them. You know, it was yes. a one session, not one session, but one story arc. But I was happy where we left off. I could almost halfway consider that a retirement. That campaign went. As far as it could and we were talking about it before with rivalries and things like that that game ended up being about two powerful characters that were in the same party that eventually were going to come to a head and that was uh, our friend john's character and mark's character because they were both exactly geared 
to take each other out. Was this the John was playing Warforged? He was playing a Warforged who had the human bane weapon, and then Mark was playing Ruskov, the uh, human fighter who took over leadership of the group, but always saw John as the the main threat. Nobody could ever name any of the bad guys from that campaign. The dynamic of the group caused the end of the yes, the end of the campaign. Yes, so So it was a finished group essentially. Yeah, because we did reach an end adventure. Um, it was it was a published adventure, as I recall. Yeah, I think so. So once that published adventure was finished, then that was done, and we just pretty much hung it up from there. So, all right, well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, check us out on uh, online. Check out the website. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamerstable, and like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual properties discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.